When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Introducing the new Starbucks Pistachio Cream Cold Brew. Silky Pistachio Cream Cold Foam tops our bold, smooth, cold brew for a delicious twist on a favorite winter flavor. Make today a good day. Order ahead on the Starbucks app. Welcome to Woodstock Nation. Your host, Marla Davies. Hello, it's Woodstock Nation, the podcast, celebrating the revolution, evolution, and life-changing magic of music festivals from Woodstock to today. I'm one of the producers of Woodstock Nation, a documentary due out this 50th anniversary year. Today, we're going to talk about the Monterey Jazz Festival. This is the 62nd year, which is over a decade older than Woodstock. It has been voted six times World Best Jazz Festival by Jazz Times Magazine. The Monterey Jazz Festival has become an establishment, a tradition. Every year since 1958 on the 20-acre oak-studded Monterey County Fairgrounds, this year there are over 500 artists, over 120 shows, eight stages, and it runs for three nights and two days. Today, we'll talk to Artistic Director of the Monterey Jazz Festival, Timothy Jackson, about the festival's new mission statement to attract new and younger audiences, the tenacity of the 62-year-old festival, and why the Monterey Jazz Festival is truly magical. We'll also hear some music from one of the younger must-see acts this year, Larkin Poe. I am such a fan. I discovered the band. I'm a DJ on the historic Americana K-Pig radio station in Santa Cruz, Watsonville, and streams on kpig.com, too. They were one of the featured artists. I heard them, I love them, and I have embraced them ever since. You'll hear about this up-and-coming band who've been playing together as a band for the last 10 years. It takes that long sometimes, right? And we are going to explore how they are going to become megastars. It is just, you can just feel it when you hear the music. The stage at the Monterey Jazz Festival has hosted all the greats, all the jazz greats. Dave Brubeck, instrumental in getting the festival started. Louis Armstrong, Satchmo, Stan Getz, Dizzy Gillespie, Miles Davis, Duke Ellington, Sarah Vaughn, Thelonious Monk, Sly and the Family Stone, Bo Diddley, Cameron McRae, Bobby McFerrin, Tito Puente, Ray Charles, B.B. King, Count Basie, Etta James, Derek Trucks, and this year it's Diana Krall, Chris Bodie, Snarky Puppy, and Larkin Poe, and that just scratches the surface. I'd like to welcome Timothy Jackson, the Artistic Director of the Monterey Jazz Festival. Are you excited for the weekend? Yeah, I've done it for a lot of years, but I still get excited, absolutely. It's a 
It's a special time of year. It is, and it's a lot of work, right? Leading up to the events. Oh yeah, it's a lot of work. Yeah, I tell my staff that all the years that I've been there, and every every year you see something something different that's never happened before, and you go, "How could that be possible?" (laughs) We've done this so many times. How could this now come up? Yeah, it's good. There's still surprises. Yeah, I guess so. That's that's a good way to put it. That's a good way to look at it. Because when you promote a show and plan something, I'm sure you plan it all the way, and then yeah, then something obscure happens. Definitely. Well, so I, it's so interesting. I know you've been with the festival a long time, and it, and the festival's been around for a long time as well. So that says a lot about the Monterey Jazz Fest. Yeah, I think it says a lot about. Uh, the music, I think it says a lot about our community, and and I think it says a lot about the organization, the staff and the board of directors, everybody that keeps the commitment alive um, over all these years. And, and to have that higher purpose of not only producing one of the world's great jazz festivals, but also um, committing to our education and outreach programs that we do the other 362 days of the year. That is such a cool thing that you guys do because it's more than just have, doing a concert. You have a scholarship program. You give back to music education, which we know we need so much. Yeah, I think it's it's really key to the festival. And I think what's really interesting to note that when the festival was founded back in 1958, it was founded as a non- nonprofit organization. So right from the start and this wasn't like an evolution of doing the festival for a few years and maybe be successful and say well then let's um you know let's give some money for uh for scholarships or something like that this was part of the game plan from the beginning is to keep um keep the music alive not only through the festival but to keep the new generations of musicians coming through Right, so you're supporting the younger musicians, and you've had the lineups. Well, it started with Dave Brubeck was one of the instrumental players in the beginning, right, getting the festival started. He was. Our founder was a gentleman named Jimmy Lyons, and he was a radio disc jockey in San Francisco, and Dave Brubeck was from the San Francisco Bay Area, and they became friends. And when Jimmy decided to do the festival, he – uh, got together a group of community uh, members, community business people, and then he asked Dave Brubeck to come down and play for the city council um, as a way to try and draw their interest into supporting the, the festival. So really, Dave Brubeck coming down and playing for um, you know for this for the you know city for the mayors and the city council people uh, that that was a key element in getting the buy-in from the community to do this. Well, yeah, I mean, he's, he's a huge name. You know, it's funny because jazz is sort of an offshoot. I mean, I love jazz, of course, and you do. You're a player as well, musician. But it, it has lasted for so long because sometimes, you know, the San Francisco Blues Festival, for instance, just didn't make it all the way. And you guys are still going strong. What do you think it is about jazz that's so powerful? Well, it's a, uh, you know, it's a cliche, but it's really America's music. Um, it's the roots, it, it, it has the root elements where most other music comes from. It's got a unique rhythmic feel. It's got a unique harmonic language to it. And it, to me, it creates an emotional impact on people. Not, you know, 
I'm not going to sit here and tell you that everybody loves jazz because they don't. It's it's not uh, it's not like it's hip hop or or country music um, <laughs> or rock and roll. <laughs> or rock and roll. Um, but the the people who are really into jazz, it it I, I do think that they have a a curiosity that they have a um, a, a passion for this music that uh, goes beyond just. Uh, oh yeah, jazz. I like jazz. They really no, like re- jazz. Yeah, they really like they re- jazz. Well, it's funny because I, I love the Grateful Dead, and Jerry Garcia said, "You know, not everyone likes us. We're like licorice. You know, people that like licorice really like licorice." And that's mm-hmm. again, it's somewhat, it's sort of what you guys are doing. But what's so interesting is your lineups over the years. You've had. Very diverse lineups. Of course, you've had the strong jazz players like Louis Armstrong, Sam Getz. I mean, I, the list goes on and on. Then you've had like Sly and the Family Stone, little Bo Diddley in there, uh, Ray Charles, BB King, Diane Krall. So, and this year's lineup is amazing. So that's so wonderful. I think that you kind you don't stay in a box. That you really kind of spread your wings out a little bit to some other varieties of music. Well, we try. We we um, the the roots of jazz are, are about change and evolution. So we need to do the same as, uh, as a festival. And I think as long as the music has those, the music that we're presenting has those roots elements of jazz, uh, a, a sense of propulsion, a, uh, a sense of improvisation, a sense of, of music in the moment, um, then that's the kind of music we're interested in. That's awesome. And you know, it's funny, I love Dave Matthews' band, and he's got so much jazz uh, in, in the band, really has a lot of jazz. With the, when you add the horns to things, it jazzes it up a little bit, I think. Yeah, it, it does. And, and you, know, that, you know, that's an example of a really soulful band uh, that really plays from the heart. And that's, that's the kind of music that we, that we like to present, like this year with Larkin Poe and you. Tank in the Bank and Tank in the Bank is that's uh, to me that has every reason to be on a jazz festival like ours because it has those root elements of the music. I and love that. That's so fantastic. I, that's, that's important to us, and I think it's important to our audience. They don't want to hear the same thing every year. Right, the same old thing that it gets boring. With I'm a DJ at K Pig uh, in Santa Cruz, Watsonville. And oh, that's, I live in Santa Cruz. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm a jock there and I fill in here, there and everywhere. And that's when I discovered Larkin Poe. They came into, they didn't come into the studio, but they, their record came into the library or the CD and they are so, I love them. They're my favorite, favorite new band. And when I saw they were playing at the, the Monterey Jazz Festival, I just, I'm just overwhelmed. That's just great that they deserve it they deserve to play a big festival like that so lark and Bo, and we're also going to feature them on the podcast today too their music is just needs to be discovered and they're you just know they're at that moment in their career they're going to explode and you guys really are going to highlight that that's fantastic yeah that's what we hope for and we've often been on the front end of exciting new artists career and giving them a chance to uh, jump out early and giving them a chance to to play before a larger audience so um, we, that's a role that we embrace and, and look forward to every year. And I think our audience does as well. Right. Cause they get to explore some new music too. And that's the beauty of festivals. And this podcast is all about festivals, the magical moments of festivals. 
And that's what's so cool is people come and they trust you, the Monterey Jazz Festival, you've got the heritage, and they trust that you're going to give them these new bands that they've never seen before. What do you think the magic is of music festivals? Well, I think it it is it's just that it's a it's a way for a large group of people to get together as a community. Um, and if you do it right, you create an environment that feels conducive to creative expression uh, and a comfortable environment to where you know to where you know you're able to set the table with with an artist and an audience so that they can have a really meaningful interaction. And I think the successful festivals like ours are able to find that kind of magic potion that, um, that allows you to do that. And so it's a common, it is a combination of developing trust from your audience. Uh, it's a combination of developing trust from the artist so that they feel that they want to come and, perform at your venue and maybe do something special and and just kind of building that culture of trust all the way around so people can come in and be set up to enjoy the music the best possible way they can and perform the music the best possible way they can and a very it's a very cool i love the monterey county fairgrounds i've seen many shows there and it's just it's really relaxed it's a relaxed environment and i think the chill factor is definitely there well, we, we do we, – we try and get the headaches out of the way early so that everybody can just come in and enjoy themselves. Uh, anytime you're in an uh, – uh, I mean, the fairgrounds does have a real charm to it, but it is also an old venue mm-hmm. um, that needs a lot of care and feeding and needs a lot of work to get it to a place where you know we're really proud to present artists on the particular stage. So – you know, we spend over a week in the venue itself just just getting everything ready. Um, and so it's uh, – uh, but it does have a, a historic charm to it and is, is, is a, a venue that I think by and large our audience loves. Yeah. I mean when someone comes out to the Jazz Fest, what do you tell them? What do they need to bring to be prepared? What, do you offer that information to everyone? <laughs> Yeah, we've we've got a whole section on our website there because, as you know, on the Monterey Peninsula, it uh, you know you you have to dress you have to dress for success. In other, right. in other words, to be comfortable, you've got to layer be prepared for everything. So layers is good. Uh, hat and sunglasses are essential. Uh, sunscreen is is essential because um, it can be very warm during the day and it can get quite chilly at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So make sure that you can wrap up in a, in a nice coat or bring a little seat cushion along um, and then you'll be fine. And just have a good attitude. Get ready to listen to some joyous music. Yeah, I always say that if you come to the Monterey Jazz Festival and you like every single thing that you heard, then I probably did something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love that uh, because you know we want to present enough diversity so somebody may go you know what yeah I'm, I'm I'm glad this artist is here but it's not really my thing right and then you know there's eight other stages that you can go check out and find the music that is your thing that you like. or maybe or maybe you'll think I'm going to go check out this artist I don't think it's going to be my thing but I'm going to check it out and then you check it out and go wow I love this 
Right. And be surprised. I love yeah. that as well. I know I went to the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival and I went to the gospel tent, just stumbled upon it. And this lady, oh my gosh, it was her singing was so beautiful. I was crying, bawling, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they call that tent gospel gravitation. absolutely you know i love that you mentioned and this is what i always look for in bands that bands that have joy like i was mentioning the dave matthews band they play with joy and i i feel that you know there's probably going to be a lot of bands this weekend playing with joy at the monterey jazz festival well i think there will be and that's what we shoot for because if if the artist can project joy then it allows the audience to receive it Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's the best feeling, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Tim Jackson, thank you so much for spending some time. And I know you're preparing for this big weekend, the artistic director for the Monterey Jazz Festival. Thanks, Tim, for all your your words of wisdom and, you know, you're just sharing some moments with us. Oh, you're welcome. And I uh, hope to see you and everybody else out at the festival this weekend. Okay. Take care. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Okay, bye. Woodstock Nation. Thanks to Timothy Jackson, the artistic director of the Monterey Jazz Festival happening this weekend, September 27th through the 29th, 2019, at the Monterey County Fairgrounds. Next up, it is Larkin Poe playing at the Jazz Festival, and you'll hear about them and hear some of their music more after this. Woodstock Nation. Hey, it's Marla Davies, and we're featuring Larkin Poe. They're playing at the Monterey Jazz Festival this weekend, September 27th through the 29th, 2019. I love this band. And you know, when you discover a new band, you want to share it. And I love to share Lark and Poe. And let me tell you a little about Lark and Poe. Rebecca and Megan Lovell are sisters who grew up in Georgia. And when they first started a band in 2010, they were joined by their big sister, Jessica. And they called themselves the Lovell Sisters. Four years later, Jessica left the band and Rebecca and Megan became Larkin Poe, named after their great, 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 great grandfather, who was cousins with Edgar Allan Poe. They've been nicknamed the Little Sisters of the Omen Brothers. Under their belt, they've got five EPs, four studio albums, their latest being Venom and Faith, and they've played at many, many music festivals, including this year's Monterey Jazz Festival. Are you ready to hear something? This is a song that really pulled me in. It was on the release, Peach. Here's Larkin Poe and their version of Black Betty. Writing credits go to Lead Belly, recorded in the 1930s, but some say the song is much, much older. The song was made popular by rock band Ram Jam in the 1970s, And it's great to hear Larkin Poe and their version of Black Betty. Black Betty now. 
Woodstock Nation. Hey, it's Marla Davies. This is Woodstock Nation, the podcast, the evolution, revolution, and life-changing magic of music festivals from Woodstock to today. Larkin Poe is no stranger to music festivals. This weekend, they're playing the Monterey Jazz Festival. They've played at the Grand Old Opry, Bonnaroo, and the Glastonbury Festival in both 2014 and 2016, and were named Best Discovery of Glastonbury the first time they played there. In a little tribute to Woodstock, here's Larkin Poe's version of the Beatles, A Little Help From My Friends, done in the Joe Cocker style. What would you do if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song. And I will try not to sing out of key. Baby, I get by with a little help from my friends. By with a little help from my friends. I'm gonna get high with a little help from my friends What do I do when my love is away? Am I worried to be all alone? How do I feel at the end of the day? Am I sad because I'm Davies. Today we're talking about the amazing band Larkin Poe, a band formed by two sisters from Atlanta, Rebecca and Megan Lovell. Rebecca says through their childhood, their mom always took them to classical lessons while dad was spinning classic rock. She said we learned a wide range of rock songs and she adds it was a bluegrass festival that changed everything. They were blown away by the joy and spontaneity of the music. As teenagers, Rebecca picked up the mandolin and banjo, and Megan started playing the slide guitar, and they became obsessed listening to the blues, and they educated themselves. When they were first starting out, they played with some heavy hitters like Elvis Costello, who took them under his wings, and they recently toured with Keith Urban, did a festival with Bobby Weir in Cancun, and opened for Bob Seger. Larkin Poe says they have been so lucky. Bob Seeger's wife saw a video of them on Facebook and turned Bob onto the band. And Russell Crowe was shooting a movie in Atlanta and Elvis Costello told him to check out Larkin Poe. Russell shared the music with Keith Urban and the connections were made. Rebecca and Megan say it's an amazing spider web of people just being cool and sharing their platforms to spread the word and they are very grateful. Megan says, we just love nothing more than the feeling of togetherness we get at a show. When everybody's singing the lyrics that Rebecca wrote, 
and that we worked so hard on to see that connection that we're having together with all these people. I don't know. There's just nothing like it. It's amazing. Here's Bleach Blonde Bottle Blues from Venom and Faith and Larkin Poe. It's Bleach Blonde Bottle Blues. Short fuse, boom, bomb, shell, raising hell and wild in it. She's been everywhere, seen everything, saw it on the big screen. Got nothing on that. I said, ooh, ooh, child, what you gonna do? I said, ooh, ooh, child, what you got? I said, ooh, ooh, child, what you gonna do with them bleach blonde bottle blues? Hits you like a hammer She is turning heads Weapon grade legs Seen her on the big screen Got nothing on that I said ooh, ooh, child What you gonna do I said ooh, ooh, child What you got I said ooh, ooh, child What you gonna do With them bleach blonde bottle blues Oh, we got parade Feel the fire like a first Oh, you got a right at your own risk. You got the right at your own risk. Oh, you're gonna die. Go and live it while you get it. Oh, you got a right at your own risk. You got the right at your own risk. Hey, brother, get on it. Hey, sister, get on it. Woodstock Nation. Hey, it's Marla Davies. Larkin Poe is playing at the Monterey Jazz Festival September the 28th, 2019. Thanks to the band for making incredible music and lots of luck to you guys. Also, thanks to Timothy Jackson, artistic director for the Monterey Jazz Festival. I hope you're lucky enough to see Larkin Poe soon or maybe make your way to the Monterey Jazz Festival. Woodstock Nation, the podcast, is in association with Woodstock Nation, the documentary, to be released in 2019. It's brought to you by the wonderful people at Green Age Development. Any music used in the Woodstock Nation podcast is owned by the artist and is used for educational and illustration purposes only. Thanks for checking out, liking, sharing, and following Woodstock Nation on the Pantheon Podcast Network and wherever you listen to your podcast. Thanks again and talk to you next time. Peace, love, and thanks for being part of the tribe. From Marla Davies and everyone here at Woodstock Nation. Tune in, turn on next week. Hi, I'm Shelley Sorensen, the rock and roll librarian. And I'm Christian Swain, the rock and roll archaeologist. I love books, especially books about rock and roll musicians. Oh, yes, you do, Shelley. I'm living vicariously because I've always wanted to be one myself. Uh, well, doesn't everybody? Hmm, I don't know. 
know, but those who don't are certainly intrigued by musicians' lives and how they followed their dreams. Well, then they should listen to our show, huh? Yes. On this podcast, we discuss one of the books I have read. But I purposely don't to keep it interesting and fresh for everyone. Our conversations are peppered with snippets of songs from the artist's repertoire, as well as music that has inspired and influenced each of them. The Rock and Roll Librarian Show is a part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Look for us wherever you find great podcasts. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.